Bum, 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 and welcome to an episode of In the Area Podcast. Today, I am joined by Bobby Ecker, my counselor when I was 12 years old at summer camp. In the, in the, in the area, area. But yeah, so we, we grew up going to this canoe camp uh, in northern Minnesota, and uh, we would do these these, you know, extended canoe trips. And when Zach was 14, he was uh, drafted onto my canoe trip <laughs> by me and this guy, Sam Harrison, who's a little bit older than me. I think Sam was 20 something and I was, I must've been 19. Um, but yeah, that was how me and Zach met. We've been going to this camp since we were really young kids. I've been there since 2001, which was crazy. And what is this camp? Cause I, they won't even, they won't know anything about what, what is the camp we're talking about? Uh, it's called Camp Kuchiching, International Falls, Minnesota, where it's based out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's an all boys wilderness tripping camp. Yep. Uh, founded in, I think, the 20s. Yep. It's pretty old. I think this is the, this ne- next summer will be what, 97? Is that right? I don't, I've yeah, lost track. Yeah, that's right. Yep. 97. There's, yep. There's a lot of debate of whether it's 96 or 97. I think that's why still, is that? Uh, <laughs> because there was one year where they, so they do a, a photo with all of the, the campers where they try and say, all right, uh, you know, everyone get together. We're going to take a photo from the top of the climbing tower. It's the 96 summer. And then I think there was like two years where there was like, they, they accidentally did two ninety ninety. It was like 94 and the next year was 94. And they're like, fuck, what year are we on? And they lost track. <laughs> so good. But I saw, I was, I was recently on the website and I saw the, the latest photo was 96. Hmm. So I think we're going on 97. Well, we might be right. But it, you know, we, we, I feel like we philosophize a lot about, you know, how is it, what, what makes camp so special? Um, well, I'm curious what your, what, what your opinion on that is as someone. And for those who don't know, Bobby, um, has been going to camp for over two decades, 20 years. Um, never missed a summer up until two summers ago. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. This would be my second summer, not there since 2001. That's crazy. I'm like that. But what, what is it about the place that you think makes it so special? Um, I think, I guess the one word is grit. Mm. for sure yeah i think especially in today's age uh kids are getting softer and it's hard uh to be a good kid nowadays without having that that grit you know you have to get through this portage (laughs) yeah you know you have to carry this stuff for a mile and you're probably going to cry and no one's going to help you wow but you'll get through it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it is special. Even if you don't believe it, so that and that doesn't happen anymore. So it's cool. Wow. It's cool that that's that it's still happening. No, I I distinctly remember my first portage. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's like Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Never been to Vietnam, us, but like, that's, yeah, that's what I imagine Vietnam is like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I was halfway through. I remember I was carrying a Wanigan. It's like this super, usually not well well weighted wooden box um, with straps on it. And there's a line across that you put over your forehead called the tump line. And when you're a little kid, like I was 13, these boxes are are close to the size of you. It feels like they're like half your weight at least. Yeah, at least half your weight. And uh, yeah, you carry them over um, variable terrain. Sometimes it can be like pretty flat meadow style. Other times you'll get very bouldery steep. Um, on, on, this, on this particular portage, my first one, super bouldery and rocky. And I just remember... You know, I not not seeing any of the rest of my trip because they were further up ahead and my counselors were further up ahead. 
and I tripped over uh, a rock and I stumbled and I remember being sideways and crying. <laughs> be like, this is so freaking hard. Why the heck am I at this place? This sucks. But honestly, it, it, the, you know, later in the year is like, wow, that was really cool. I can't, you know, I'm so proud of myself that I did that. Right. It's, it's pretty rare nowadays or even in, in any day that kids go through something that crazy. It's crazy what we do. We, we, we're, we're paddling and portaging for 300 miles in 18 days or 21 days. Or, you know, the, the seven-year-old kid or whatever. How, what's the youngest? Nine? Yeah. Nine to eight. 11. No, there's kids. Eight-year-olds. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight. Eight-year-olds are going on a week-long canoe trip. Yeah. And, and carrying gear for hundreds of miles. Yeah, it is <laughs> and gear And gear that doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's a <laughs> box. It's a wooden box that's digging into your lower back with a tump oh line on gosh. it. It's just miserable. It hurts your neck. <laughs> No one's doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the grit, that is that is absolutely. Yeah, well, and I think that grit leads to really good friendships because mm. the kids that decide to come back went through that shit with you and no one else uh, no one else can understand that. I remember uh always going to that camp growing up. I didn't really talk about it much with my friends at home cuz you can't explain it. You mm. just can't. It's not worth it. It's not worth trying, you know? Wow. You can explain it to someone and and they'll get distracted and be like, "Oh yeah, cool." You know, whatever. Yeah. But they don't understand. They don't understand what I'm talking about. And so that's a that's a, a thing that creates a really good friendship with other friends who've been doing it, and, mm. and and the friends that decide to come back year after year after year are the ones that really enjoy that gratitude at the end of the trip. Um, and the kids that don't come back, fuck them. We, <laughs> yeah, we we've, we've, right. we, we've weeded them out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's right. They don't want to be helpful. They don't want to earn it. They don't want to mm. uh, be there with you. And so the guys that continue to come year after year, they have that in them uh. that they want to be there for each other, and they. They have a, a common understanding of crazy hard work. Yeah. That translates to a lot of other things. And it's comical a lot of times, you know. You come back from trips, you love hearing about oh, what was the gnarliest thing that happened. Like, you know, <laughs> we we flipped three boats, <laughs> yeah. ripped out our thorn, and yeah. the kid went swimming, or yeah, you know, we, we had a 12 mile portage and oh my gosh. You know, we barely made it. I can't That's, have you done the methy on on a I was the first, yeah. yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. What what year was that? Do you remember the two thousand eight? I remember 2008 was the year. Yeah. It was, uh, Quinn Panera was on that trip too. Um, I think it was Jay, Jim Hunt who drew up the plan. My brother Danny was on it also. Um, but there were three separate trips. I think there was one trip of six and two trips of eight. Um, junior, well, I mean, intermediate trip was this? We were seniors. Okay. Yeah. So I was, was a CIT actually. Okay. Got it. Yeah. It was first session of my CIT year. So it was cool that we got to do that. And then, because wow. I, I got gypped on not doing the big trip, mm. um, but I got to do the the methy, okay. which was cool. It's in Northern Saskatchewan. It's a 14 day trip on the clear water, but you have to do this 12 mile portage, um, which is crazy. Like a, a 12, a 12 mile portage, you're carrying all your gear. This is a, you know, two week, two week canoe trip, a lot of gear to carry. Um, but uh, yeah, we were the first people to try to, it was like an old, it was an old fur trading route of, yep. the, of the Voyageurs. Yes. Um, super important. Yeah. Yeah. Portage. Historically super important. Yeah. Um, you guys did it backwards on your yep. trip, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing it backwards. Cause we, so the first, the way we went, I couldn't imagine doing it the way <laughs> did it. That, that's so much harder. Well, so the first four miles of our going the right way, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. going so, downstream. Yeah, right. You're going right? downstream. Yeah. Right, and then you go. Um, yep. So the first four miles, it's like super gnarly switchbacks and you're going uphill and then you get to the, what's it called? Rendezvous Lake. Yep. Um, and so, but you hike up that four miles, brutal, really brutal. Super steep. And you drop your shit at this small little lake and then you got to go back <laughs> and get another load of stuff and bring it. it there. So, 
So all in all, that that's just the first day. So you go four miles in, four miles back, and then another four there. So at minimum, minimum 12. Some people did 16 that day, or I guess what would it be more? Oh, you're saying- 20. Some people did 20 miles Oh that my day. gosh. Just because they did an extra- They're back, they're back, they're back, they're back. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I think, you know, like the counselors probably did that. Um, I remember I was with Sky Chadsey. We were in the same boat. And uh, we had a we had the boat to carry, and we had uh, this big ass water jug, one of those monkey barrels, just oh. full of water. Wow! And that was going to be used uh, to drop at some point, um, you know, for people to fill up water. And so we were like, "All right, I'll take the boat, and when I get tired with the boat, I'll give you the water." And you see, <laughs> we start we start going, and the water jug ended up being a lot harder than the boat because it's like, <laughs> it's, like <laughs> yeah. it's 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 moving back and forth and swaying and spilling water all down your oh back, and it was super heavy. So it was like, Nuts. you know, we thought we were going to be saying, "All right, let's try it off on the canoe," but it was the person in the back with yeah, the water jug being like, "Hey, give me the canoe," <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is both miserable to carry. Um, and there's so you get four miles in, you camp there, and the next day you do the eight mile stretch. Wow! And um, our counselor told us to drop the. Uh, the water jug at four miles in we're like okay four? okay yeah. <laughs> and like a mile in we're like how do we know how far we've gone <laughs> this is an endless trail <laughs> uh oh, you know and uh yeah we we dropped it probably a mile in <laughs> thinking it was four right because you know <laughs> we yeah. have no clue you probably already were so sore after the you know it worked yeah and then yeah so you, you 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 carry i think we carried like all the food we didn't need and then the boats uh and uh, and then you know you do the eight and then you walk back. I remember the the craziest part was walking back when you, without any gear. You're like, how is this taking so long? It's crazy. We were wow. taking breaks without gear. You know, when you're carrying stuff, you're distracted. You're talking. You're working right. without gear. It was like, I think uh, there's a break in the trees. It's gonna end here soon. No, it just keeps fucking going. Eight yeah. miles is a long long way to go. And then you get back. You camp that night. You uh, make dinner. And then you load up the rest of your stuff and finish it. So all in all, I don't know what the math is on that. I don't want to try and do it. It's You end up walking probably 30-something miles. I remember when we finished, there was a bottle of uh, of whiskey empty wow. <laughs> at the end of the trip. I have a photo somewhere of me like acting like I'm drunk. I'm just <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's so, so cool, man. Yeah. That was a fun. That was you, a fun, that was one of my favorite canoe trips. Do you remember what the water level was like? Like um, on that trail, was it? Fairly dry. Yeah, it was dry. Oh, good. They, they went back and did it a, a year later or two years later with Chase Edgerton was kind of the, the head guy for okay. it. And they, it. They were walking through a river the whole wow. way. I never asked you guys, what was your, did you guys have water? A little, a little bit. I, I think, um, I think it was a drier season mm. for us. Mm. Yeah. We had, we were dry the whole time. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, there's trade-offs like, yeah, your feet are going to be wet and you know, you're going to be walking with wet feet, but you can set your canoe down at those points and just drag it over the water. Mm-hmm. And, and that's easier. Mm -hmm. Make a bridge for the kids carrying Wanigans. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another option. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that's a step through. It felt like more secluded than the other canoe trips for some reason. I don't really know why. Yeah, you're, I mean, from what I saw, the clear water, and we only hit it at the very end. It's it's uh, you're fairly guarded by like pretty steep yeah. hills. Yeah, there's a lot of big sand askers too, and pretty yeah. big, pretty big water, and uh, and those spots where it wasn't really high on the walls you could see trees for a long time like it was if you mm. got up on one of those things yeah i remember we got up on one of them and you could see and it was like fuck there's nothing out here oh, so forest cool. you know um so cool. and also i think just usually the canoe trips that we did they're they're in manitoba or on uh, ontario or 
Northwest Territories. This was the only one that I'd ever been on that was in Saskatchewan. Just saying Saskatchewan was cool. We're in Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, we're in gri- we're in grizzly bear territory. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some grizzlies out there. Yeah. Yeah. We had poo buddies. I remember. Oh, good. Yeah, we had to go poop with a friend. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite like poop? Because you are actually the one who taught me all these different methods to poop out in the wilderness. Oh, that's a really? whole yeah. You still, you still hold on to those? Oh yeah, the orangutan. Yeah. The, the uh, <laughs> there are names for them. Yeah, but there's so, there's so many different styles of pooping yeah yeah what's your preferred method if you if you had your uh, choice well if i'm in a normally i think 90 percent of my shits are going to be the orangutan nice you, just, you basically grab and ha- grab a tree and uh, lean back kind of squat but you use the tree to assist because you, you know that way you'll get your legs out of the way you won't shit right into your pants <laughs> i think i think the first time i ever shit in the woods no one yeah. really told me what to do <sighs> I was like 11 oh and gosh. I just went out there and pulled my pants down and pooped like you, like you would. And I just shit right into my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I went right in there. It's <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. It's not obvious. I'm dude. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's my only pants. <laughs> These are my only boxers. What would they do? <laughs> they just replaced your. I didn't, I don't, you know what? I wish I, I, I don't think I told my counselors. <laughs> I think I like cl- went and cleaned it up as best I oh, could gosh. as an 11 year old. I was too embarrassed to talk to anyone about it. But I definitely remember like the first time shitting in the woods, I was a little nervous, <laughs> shit right into my pants <laughs> and didn't bury my poo or anything. Oh. Um, but uh, there's, I also like uh, if you have the time or if you want to go for, if you have a lot of time, which is yeah. rare on these canoe trips, yeah. but if you have time, go walk in the woods and find one of those, uh, they call them V-logs, like a dead, oh, a, down, a down tree yeah. that has been split in such a way that it creates a V shape and mm-hmm. you can get your ass cheeks on either side of that V and it's kind of like a toilet seat yep. and you shit into that. Those are my favorite. Yeah, that's the best. That's definitely the best. Oh. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about uh, the time I took a shit on a V-log like that? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Is there one, is there one mo- spe- story yeah, this in particular? Yeah, I, oh. I was with Decker Davison on a canoe trip and uh, I had to shit. So I pulled the kids over, found this like sand hill and walked up it Um made the kids hang out while I was taking a poo. It was like post-lunch, kind of a weird time to poo. And uh, went up there, found a great vlog immediately. I was like, fuck yeah, I got an elevated spot. I'm gonna, wow. This is great. So I sit down on it and uh, right as I poo, I got my pants down and as I start shitting, the poo kind of wraps under the log. And as it wraps oh. under the log before it hits the ground, it like yeah, wrapped under the log and hits a fucking hornet's nest off. No. Of, yeah, there's a hornet's nest below the deadfall. Oh no. Oh, so, that you didn't know about. That I didn't know about. Oh, no. I don't know. It was like way under there and somehow- Oh, my you, gosh. Like, you know when you shit on a log? Yeah, the it's poo kind of caterpillars kinda, down. It kind of caterpillars down. Oh, so no. it caterpillared and, and hit a fucking hornet, <laughs> oh hornet's gosh. nest onto the ground. <laughs> I can't believe I never told you this. Yeah. No, I don't know the story. Yeah, and so the hornet's, oh nest, the hornet's nest hits the ground and I immediately get stung pretty quickly. Oh. So now I got my pants around my ankles. I haven't even finished my shit yet. I got the biggest push out, obviously, because it just started- <laughs> And now I'm I'm in I'm running I I have to get up and but I can't run very fast because my pants are on my fucking ankles I got shit in my butthole and so I start running oh and I just end up falling down oh. this big hill and all the kids are like what the hell is going on oh my and I'm God. like torn it torn it torn it and I'm butt naked and I run into the water and oh Decker Davison of course is just laughing his ass off the kids are all pointing at me and laughing but I got oh fucked up I got stung gosh. like six times in my like, in my like gooch area oh yeah. that is terrible they were still attacking me when I was in the water like they dude, followed me all the way down the hill that is crazy it was yeah it was really bad how old were you like what year was that dude i was a fucking adult i was like 26 oh my God. <laughs> i was the trip head i was the guy oh, in charge no. 
No. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, no. Yeah, Decker was my trip assistant. How? <laughs> that's, that's a gnarly story, dude. I've never. That, it's funny that you didn't, that you thought this was a kid's story. No, I was the no, adult. Dude. I was the. <laughs> that's, that's, an ama- that's an amazing story. That's the one in charge. I'm so happy we have that, we have that on here now. <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, man. Yeah, that's I mean, in the, do you look under logs now? Like, you, you know. No, are you, nah, just, just oh, not a fear there. <laughs> nah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't long ago. Is that the only time you've gotten uh stung out there? Uh, uh, on a canoe trip, yeah, I think so. I've been stung quite a few times though, mostly if related to camp, either whether I'm on the island or on a portage trail or something. Yeah, is that is that the most pain you've ever been in on a canoe trip? Ooh, that's a good question. I'd say so. I, uh, yeah, I, I, luckily I've never really been that injured. I, I, uh, I'm like looking at my hands right now, trying to think like usually your hands get fucked up. Like I've had some infection, yeah. but not now I've been really lucky. Do your feet, do you ever, do you get like, um, uh, feet issues, swamp foot or ingrown toenails? Yeah. Ingrown toenails are no fun. Yeah. Uh, I do a good job of keeping my feet dry. Okay. I try to at least yeah. to get wet, air them out. Do, do you have a bathing system? Uh, no, yeah. I just kind of, when it's a nice day and it's been a long day, I try and get in every other day yeah. probably though. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel I, like that's a lot. I stay clean out there. Okay. Yeah. I try to. That's important. Every other day. That's a lie. If the weather's shit, I'm not getting in every other day. Yeah. If it's nice weather, so, I'm getting in quite a bit. Right. If you, you can dry off after, mm-hmm. if it's not raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Good yeah. fortune. Yeah, big on the swims. Yeah. <laughs> what about swamps? Any? Um, never so I, had like, a, I had a really crazy track record up until like from when I was 11 until I was like 25, I'd never swamped, which was nuts. I'd been on trips where other kids had swamped or other, you know, whatever. But yeah, I don't know how. I just got through without ever doing it. And then and then, and then, then it fell apart. And then I, I think I've had a swamp on like every trip since, <laughs> since that streak ended. Did, yeah. 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 Uh, a swamp is when your boat capsizes in the water for those uh, listeners. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of clear. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard sometimes when you talk about this camp with someone. There's a lot of terminology that you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We call it a swamp. I, I don't. I've never heard anyone else call it a swamp. I've used the word swamp like in kayaking or like rafting. Now, you know, yeah, like I live in Colorado and I use that word. And they're like, "What swamp?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, sorry, a capsize." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and I think that's a nice segue. And also this trip you were just on. Mm, yeah, good segue. Way to, way to pick up the segue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just finished the Grand Canyon, which was which was crazy. Uh we uh Jimmy, Jimmy Minion, another friend from the camp, gave me a call. I was like, hey, we're doing a trip. We need another guy. I was like, Well, what are the dates? And the dates worked out perfect with my schedule. We we pushed off on December 17th, and uh we were gone until January 2nd and uh, our school break was from December 20th till the 5th or something like that. So ended up working out perfect. I only had to take like three days off of work or something like that, <clears throat> but hadn't seen Jimmy in fucking 10 years. Yeah, I didn't know it had like, been that long. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, He was one year younger than me, which would be, yes, you were never a camper with him, right? He was once my counselor. He was like, oh, okay. uh, yeah. 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 I mean, he wasn't even at camp all that, all that many years. But Just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck I got the call. It's great. <laughs> and do you consider that was that a rafting trip? I know they're oh, yeah, that was a rafting trip. That was not a lot different than any canoe trip we'd ever done. There was uh yeah, we had uh twelve people, we had five uh eighteen foot rafts that were all like oar oar framed. 
Um, so there's just like one ore captain on those, operating those. And then we had three kayakers and two guys in uh, pack rafts. That's what they're called. Pack rafts are sweet. They like roll up and you can, they're like inflatable kayaks basically. Would they deflate them every night? No, they never deflated them actually. Oh. They just, they, they took the pack part out of it. They just rafted. Oh, but wow. If, but if you're in a kayak paddle and they're super durable. But they can't shoot everything. So any rapid that they couldn't shoot, they would just load it up onto the onto the big boat. And was sit. it was it like the ones that were closer to tens? Like you want to explain the the levels of difficulty? Sure. Yeah. The, the, the Grand, Grand the Grand Canyon has a different uh, uh, water system. What the fuck? What's the word I'm looking like for? A, a different rating system. Rating. Yeah. Um, so normally rapids are rated one through five, but the Grand Canyon, pretty much everything in that uh, 280 mile stretch from Lee's Ferry to Pierce Ferry. They're all fours and threes. There's really no fives in there. I mean, there's obviously probably some twos and some ones, but it's like the ones that are named are fours and threes. So the Grand Canyon uses its own uh, rating system of one through 10 scale because there are some pretty serious maneuvers you got to make, especially in a 10-foot boat or 18-foot boat. Um, so they have, yeah, one one through 10 on the, on the scale. And I think there's only, depending on the water level, um, which fluctuates a little bit, even every day, they, they release water. Oh, at seven a.m. and um, and then they release water again at uh, seven p.m. Oh, is there a dam at the top of? Yeah, yeah. There's a huge dam. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that where you guys put in? Uh, we so you put in just below the the Glen Canyon Dam is what it's. Can called. you see it from the put in? Well, you could see it when you drive down, but you can't see okay. it from the water. From like when you're putting in Dude, on the nuts. trip at Lee's Ferry, you can't see it. I think you're you're pretty far from it. You're a couple hundred miles from it. Got it. I think. Yeah, it might be thirty miles. I don't okay, know. I got to. But look a huge dam. I mean, it must be for all that water that's coming. Massive, massive dam. Yeah, wow. yeah, huge, huge uh, hydroelectric dam. And you guys said you shot all of that without, or you in particular shot it all without portaging any of the. Yeah, you can't really portage. Uh, your boat has got two thousand pounds of gear in it, so there's no uh, there's no portage really available. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck. Ever, I mean, everyone. The, the Grand Canyon, there's like two trips launching a day and mm -hmm. everyone shoots everything. So that was, I always had that in the back of my head, like, you, you'll be all right, you know? Right. You know, so. And what, you know, now that you've experienced this kind of trip, do you have a preference, you know, uh, a rafting trip or a canoe trip? Mm, way different. I don't think you can compare them, which mm. is interesting to say. Uh, a canoe trip, you're, you're, you're minimal gear. You're on an expedition. Sometimes you're going up river. You're pulling your shit. You only got one pair of pants. You're you're very minimalist. You're you you feel like a, you're on a journey. You're a survivor. You're 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 on an expedition. Uh, on this Grand Canyon trip, and I think most rafting trips, you're bringing a bunch of beer. You got a ton of clothes. You're bringing all sorts of fucking games and tarps and just extra extra gear. I mean, mm. we had, we brought three tables and twenty four chairs. Wow. You know, on a canoe yeah. trip, I've never brought a table or a chair. Mm -hmm. So they're just different. They're a totally different experience. Wow. And on a raft trip, I, you know, like I was talking to my brother, Danny, about this, uh, the, the difference between a canoe trip and a raft trip. He's, he brought up a good point. He's like, we're doing it wrong at Camp Kuchichink. You're <laughs> supposed to slow down and enjoy the river. But mm -hmm. we're on those trips. We're waking up at four o'clock in the fucking morning sometimes. And we're getting on the water at six and you're paddling your ass off and you're miserable until you get to camp at like four and you set up camp, you eat dinner, you go to bed at 6.30. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you wake up and do it again because you got to get miles. Yeah. Danny's like, you're, we're doing it wrong. Just slow it down. We're a little too tough, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so this trip was a lot cooler. Like a lot of days where you're just pulling over to hike, you're enjoying, you're enjoying the river, wow. right? And you're bringing a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's a lot. It's different. <laughs> totally, man. man. Totally, totally different. Wow. Um, but there's definitely there's bonuses to each to each thing. I think yeah. there's it's weird being on the Grand Canyon uh, with you. Yeah, you're in the wilderness, but you're not in you're not in the Canadian wilderness. You're, right. you're not you're seeing other people, and if you're not seeing anyone that day, which is rare that you don't like pass another trip or another trip passes you, you, you still feel the presence of other people. You know, there's um, so many people traveling that river. It's one of the most famous rivers in in the country in the world, um, and you know, there's trails everywhere. There's clearly tent sites. Um, some people leave trash, cigarette butts. There's shit in the water. It's different. You don't yeah. feel as out there as Got you do it. on our canoe trips. And what about rapids? Um, the rapids on the rafting trip were way fucking cooler than anything I've shot on a canoe trip. Wow. Yeah. Way bigger, way gnarlier. You can shoot. Dude, these boats are incredible. What you can shoot is is nuts. Like in a canoe, I mean, having the background of canoe was really helpful to be able to see and water and be afraid of water yeah. or at least be, understand the power of that water. Right. Um, but, you know, I started learning throughout the trip oaring that boat that like, you can aim for bigger stuff. At the first, I was like, I got to get left of that. I got to get right of this. And eventually I kind of learned like, let's let's tee up to that. Let's aim for that big wave. And you totally can. Wow. Yeah, you can get soaked. And the boats are usually pretty, they're just so big and strong and crazy. But you do think it was helpful coming from a canoe background? Oh, totally. I mean, just having water background in general. You, mm. you, you, I wouldn't have survived that trip without having background in in, Got it. in reading whitewater and canoe trips. Yeah. And then a lot of things translate. Just, you know, get to a campsite, how to set up the camp and how to be helpful. What do you got to do? And um, and then having a good attitude was big too. I mean, we, we did this the grand in December. It was cold. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing you learn from those canoe trips is having a positive attitude and, um, and that, that can be contagious. And, yeah. you know, we're on, a, we're on a, a grand trip. Yeah. Things are fun, but sometimes you wake up hungover and yeah. it's raining. Yeah. It's an 18 day trip and you're with a bunch of people you don't really know that well. Yeah. Um, so it was important to keep the morale high together to keep a positive attitude. It goes a long way. So those things translate for sure. Did you feel like you had the adequate gear for this trip? Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Sweet. I had to buy, I had to buy a lot of new gear, but totally, right. totally nailed it. I had, uh, Corey Kirshner, another friend from the camp that we grew up with, uh, did the Grand Canyon last December. And I was like, dude, I know how dialed in you are. Give me your packing list. I'll do exactly what you did. Mm. And oh, and he did this last year. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, they oh, put in sick. they put in Christmas Day. So like a week oh later, later than we went. Same amount of people, 12 people. Kind uh, you of know, I don't, I don't know what their program was exactly, but uh, yeah, super, super similar trip. Wow. And um, yeah, so I, I, the biggest things I had to buy were a dry suit, um, which I got from Jimmy for like 50% off, which was great. There was pro deal. Needed that. And then, you know, like Carhartt overalls were were essential. You should buy a pair if you don't have a pair. Carhartt overalls? Insulated Carhartt overalls. They're super warm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I bought like a bunch of import, like base layers. Because under your dry suit, you're wearing full onesie. I was wearing a full onesie, um, like base layer with a hood. And then over that, I had my um, like long johns uh, over that on my, on my, bottoms and then i had my melanzana like a fleece top and then the dry suit right so all wow. of that's under your dry suit did you ever get too hot did you ever feel like you were overheating because mm. once you're in that dry suit you you can't really i mean you can unzip it and get your head out you could you could take it you take the i know but the off. layers the layers underneath that i mean it would kind of be a pain to take off yeah no i i never i, I think once on the trip i got hot but it was only when we got finished and got to the campsite oh, we were it. in the sun okay you know? yeah very rare oh, that's good i think i only got hot once or twice on the trip dude no one's so hot. you you nailed the layering nailed, nailed the layering but it was, it was cold as fuck dude it was really cold like we were waking up in straight up frost some mornings 
Dang. It's winter. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what about shoes? Um, did you have, did you mm. do uh, wool socks and then what kind of? So yeah, on the water. So the footwear was really important too. Uh, under my dry suit, like before I put my dry suit on, I had a wool sock on my bare foot. And then my dry suit has like gasket booties. It's a newer dry suit. So it's got like a nice oh. booty on your foot. Oh, nice. And then over that, I bought these like waterproof socks, apparently like neoprene kind of waterproof socks. It was neoprene? Mm, I don't know. It okay. had some neoprene in it. They're called waterproof socks. Cool. But it wasn't a neoprene sock. I think it had neoprene in it, in it. and wool. It was a blend. Okay. Yeah, it was a blend. Um, and so that would go over my booty, like my- The like, like gasket. The gasket sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And then that would go into a water booty. Okay. So oh, I had wow. a lot of layers. Wow. That's four layers of the foot. Man. And then when you got to the campsite, I would hang up my water booties and my water socks and my dry suit and then dry out my other wool socks and I'd put on cotton socks usually when I got to the campsite. Wow. Make some clean That's cotton comfortable. socks. Yeah. Yeah. What, do you know what the temperature of the water was? 50s. Always in 50s the, year round. Oh, wow. Yeah, damn controlled. So even oh. in the summer, it feels good. In the winter, it's fucking cold. Yeah. Yeah. And but, did any of the people who went for a swim after swamping, did any of them experience any? Uh, yeah, we had some cold people. We had a, um, early in the trip, this guy Kirk was in charge of a boat. He was our trip lead, the guy who had the permit. He's also a raft guy down in Fort Collins on the Pooter. Great guy. Taught me a lot about rafting. Um, and oaring a boat, but he, I can't remember what rapid it was. It was early in the trip. He got uh, pretty sideways in a big wave and it held him for a little while. And uh, that first jolt of being held in that wave pitched his bowman, who was Jimmy's wife, actually, oh. Caitlin. And she took a swim um, and uh, the kayakers, uh, you know, rescued her, got her to shore, but she was, she was cold. Wow. Not hypothermic, but she was definitely cold. Uncomfortable, yeah. Uncomfortable. For the next several hours, you're cold, you know. Uh, and then, um, that was definitely one swimmer. And then I had, uh, my Bauman Rick swam in, in a, in bedrock rapid where we flipped. Oh, and I want, and he I'm, swam and he was definitely cold for a while. And then Brandon flipped his boat in uh, lava falls and he was definitely cold for a little while. Please share that story. I think that's <laughs> one of the cool stories I've ever heard. The bedrock flip. Please. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I should, I, I kind of want to back it up a little bit with, uh, I, I'd never oared a boat until I got to the Grand Canyon. This was a pretty, this is like the super funny. I, I show up to Arizona. I didn't really know anyone on this trip. I kind of got like last minute call from Jimmy to go. I hadn't seen Jimmy in a long time. Like kind of was spinning circles a little bit, bought all the gear, like threw all this together last minute, show up to Arizona and we, we were going through the map and everything and figuring out routes and this and that. And, uh, so I asked the question, I'm like, so what's up with the boats? Like, who's in what boat? How are we getting down this river? He's like, great question. So, Bob, you're going to be in charge of the 18-foot uh, Moravia raft. So-and-so, you're going to be in charge of this, blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? I'm the captain? <laughs> and so I pulled Kirk aside later on. I'm like, Kirk, dude, I, I don't know how this got miscommunicated. I've never oared a boat before. And he's oh, like, my. oh, what? Like, oh, okay. Like, no worries. You're our best shot. You're going to have to learn. Like, you know how to read whitewater, right? I'm like, yeah, that's all about. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that was the whole background. And so the first three days, I'm shitting my pants. And uh, <laughs> I, I learn it, and I figure it out, and, and you know, whatever. So we get we, we start shooting some rapids. And day, like, four, we had, like, a, a level eight ranked rapid, and I greased it and started getting cocky, started doing, doing, doing things well, oaring a boat well, and was – feeling good about it. Like, I got this. This is easy. I'm going to start drinking a little bit more, you know, kind of getting a little bit off my guard. And, right. um, and, uh, yeah, we come up to this rapid and I had this guy in my boat, Rick, 
who is like Jimmy invited Rick. He was Rick is <laughs> we could talk a whole another podcast about Rick. <laughs> Love that guy. He was uh he was Jimmy's uh dad's best friend from Vietnam. Wow. Super badass guy, 69 years old, but had never really been in a raft before. And he was in my boat for the trip. Um and so we're coming up to the rapid and he's got the log. He's like the navigator of the boat and I'm the guy operating the boat. And I'm like, Rick, what do we got for this next rapid? He's like, ah, it's called Bedrock. It's, a, it's rated seven, I think. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we got it. And he's like, yeah, just get right. Like Kirk said, just get right at that big rock. I'm like, yeah, no worries. We'll get right. And first boat goes, we kind of shooting everything in a line, you know, maybe five boat lengths apart of each, from each other. I see the first boat go. He has like, he gets right, but it looked gnarly. I just saw how hard he was pulling. I see the next boat go. They barely get right. And then I see Brandon's boat go. Um, and he went left. And I'm like, was that on purpose? Like, Brandon going left. Like, whoa, tough guy. Um, but I didn't know if it was intentional or not. And then I get into the rapid. And about halfway through it, I realize that we're not going to be able to get right. And uh, you have to get right. And the, the log says, get right of the huge rock island. Um, if you're in a smaller vessel, you can go left and it's narrow, but it recommends going right. So, you know, halfway through it, I'm like, we're going to hit this island if we try to go right. So let's just commit to the left. So I go left. Um, I saw Brandon go that way. So I, you know, think it's going to be okay. And we get around the corner and it's, it's not okay. Uh, it's really tight, narrow, a lot of water. And, um, it's kind of hard to explain without using my hands in a podcast, but the, we turn the corner and we see Brandon's boat pinned against a rock in this gnarly eddy, like swirling water, pushing up and down, moving left and right. Um, and Brandon's not in the boat, which is, which is concerning. He, the operator of that boat has been pitched and he swam and someone else, the kayakers saved him. And so his boat is in this eddy right side up. Um, and our boat comes in and he's, you know, he's stuck in the eddy, not in the regular current and getting pushed up against the rock. So we come in me and Rick hit his boat sideways, just how his boat got hit. And now we're both on the rocks in this eddy. And pretty quickly, my boat starts to ride up Brandon's boat and starts to go up vertically, like on its side, and then it pitches. And uh, as it's flipping over, fucking Rick gets tossed into the river and the boat flips over. My boat flips over. And as my boat's flipping over, I was able to jump over my oar tower and into Brandon's right side up boat that's pinned on the boat, uh, pinned on the rocks. So now I'm, I'm Rick swimming. <laughs> we got kayakers are going to save him. I'm now still not swimming and I'm in Brandon's right side up boat pinned against the rocks and my boat's now upside down. We're totally fucked. And I'm able to get off the rocks a little bit and I push off the rocks and get Brandon's boat back into the current. And then as his boat gets pushed into the current, I jump back onto my upside down boat that's still stuck in the eddy. And we're hanging out in the eddy and I'm trying to get pushed off the rocks. The kayakers are like laughing at me at this point because there's nothing we can do. I'm just stuck in this big eddy and I'm in an upside down boat. Um, and while we're in that uh, that eddy, I see a bottle of vodka was was falling out of the had fallen out and was was floating in the eddy. So I reached for it like a very kind of a gnarly move, especially in the situation. Like I was holding onto my bow line and I and I like reached and kind of got I almost fell in the water and like got got out there and reached and got the bottle of vodka and brought it back, put it in my life vest. And um, now I'm like starting to push off the rocks, but I don't want to get myself between, you know, pinned in between the rock and the boats. And <laughs> my spare, my spare oar paddle, this wooden oar paddle on the side of my boat that's pinned, it's my spare. It's not the one that's in the oar tower. It's the spares that's strapped down. The the blade of it gets stuck on some rocks and it just fucking goes, 
and rips and blows out into the river. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking gnarly. (laughs) And so eventually the eddy spits me out. Like I'm able to push it out and I ride my upside down raft out. Like all smiles and everyone is safe. Like Rick got picked up by another boat. Brandon got picked up and we get flushed out to the, to, you know, downstream Eddie and we all get to my boat and we get all the flip lines on it and took like all of us. I think it took all 12 of us to flip this boat back over full of water, full of gear, full, full of shit. Actually I had the poop boat. We were carrying, oh, all, the, really? carrying all the groovers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, you get packed out all your shit. So, oh. uh, yeah. And so yeah, we, we got the boat flipped over and, I was scared shitless, like looking at, just looking around, like how, how is everything? You know, is everything okay? Didn't lose anything. Everything was rigged, rigged to flip, baby. So that's just, that was the, that was the joke of the oh trip. Rigged to flip. You <laughs> fucking, every day you pack the boat up. You have to make sure that if you flip, you're gonna keep everything in the boat. So mm. that was uh, that was super exciting. Yeah, man, it's a way of life. Rigged to flip. Tie your shoes in the morning, bro. Wow. Dude, I can't believe you grabbed that bottle of vodka. That's <laughs> yeah, so funny amazing. As, funny as part of the whole story. It's so amazing. Yeah, I made a cocktail with it that day. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I just think that that whole journey was so cool. All the So cool. It's crazy. I still can't believe it happened. We just got back a week ago. Is that right? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Tough coming back and writing emails. Yeah. I'll tell you that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I got invited to go on in September. Did I tell you that? There's a what? Kirk, Kirk got another permit. <laughs> Once in a lifetime. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, twice. <laughs> yeah. So, Are you going to go? Well, dude, it's in September. I mean, not a good time with our work schedule. But uh, so twice in a lifetime. <laughs> twice in a lifetime. There's a, maybe I'll hike in and meet him for half the trip or something. Oh, like that'd that. be sick. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. So we'll see. So now you kind of got your foot in the door in, in this community. Yeah. Yeah. I bought that raft off of James Mill. At, uh, at the beginning of this summer and now i i know guys that can get me get an ore frame on it so that's going to be i think that's this summer's plan start doing that more that's sick man yeah fuck canoeing <laughs> <laughs> i always think of the uh, the photo so when zach was a camper on on that trip we were talking about earlier with me and sam harrison me and sam wanted nothing to do with the photos like they they, they would give us a camera and say you got to take photos the parents got to see what's going mm, on you're required yeah so we gave the photo that we gave the camera uh, to Zach, <laughs> the 15 year old kid right. said, you're in charge of the photos. And, uh, so the photos came out really funny. I like, gave it to this kid, this funny kid from Texas, right. took a bunch of funny ass shots. And, uh, one of the, one of the photos he took was a picture of me and Sam, like in the morning, we're getting ready to push off. And I'm like, Ooh, I gotta take a dump. So I run over to a tree and, uh, Harrison's like, Oh, you know what? I gotta take a poop too. And so I, I, I actually climb up into this tree and I'm, I'm leaning off the back of it, uh, like off of a branch, really, really funny poo spot. And Sam Harrison decided to shit at the bottom of the tree and the, did the old, uh, what's it called when you just poke, like you squat and lean, I don't know lean, what, lean, yeah. the lean to. Lean to is yeah, things you, fair you, for you, now. You, you lean against the tree. Yeah. So both of us were utilizing the same tree to poop with, and Zach. In different thought, positions. In different positions. Zach thought that was pretty funny. So he got out of the boat and, <laughs> and came and took a photo of us and we're defenseless. I mean, we got poo on our butts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Zach took the photo and we laughed. Yeah, yeah. It, you pose your, your hand. You look like you're scouting something. Your you're like hand is out. It's it, kind of a majestic looking photo. A great photo, but it's like it's like in the forest, so you can't really tell what's going on unless like yeah. unless you look at it. Right. <laughs> We're getting sidetracked again. So then yeah. we uploaded these photos yeah. to the photo lady who puts uh-huh. them on the internet and she doesn't have enough time to shift through all the photos. You know, she'll go through something and be like, oh, come on. Why is there yeah. a naked guy in this one? Right, <laughs> you know, right, right, right. Just blatantly. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and uh, so she missed that one because it's in a dense <laughs> looking forest. Yeah. And it fucking went up on the website. And it's a picture of <laughs> it was, me and yeah. pooping. <laughs> no, and it was like a, it was like a frame. It was like um, a feature photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we had to go, yeah. I went and called, told Kate Downey, hey, Kate, you got to take this down. You got a live photo of us on the, on the shitter. <laughs> I'm glad it's up there. It needs to be up there. Yeah. So that was, that was Zach, Zach Schiller in 2000, whatever, nine. Yeah, man. Fast forward. I look at my watch with that. <laughs> <laughs> 2020. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting next to each other in an office. It is amazing, man. Now I'm at your house doing my first podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's, isn't it fun? It's fun, dude. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Super cool. And so at this point, you've probably, including all the rafting trips, well, the rafting trip, you've probably gone on upwards north of like 40 trips or something. I don't know. I've done the, I did the math once uh, with Kuchiching trips and it was yeah. in the three, it was like 300 and 50, 370? 370 days? Days, days. That's amazing. So I don't know how many trips it was. I mean, I guess it was 2000, call it, call it 2001 to 2018. How many years is that? 18, what's 18 times two? 18 times two is 36. So around 40 trips. Wow. Because there's also mid-session trips that are, you could- Oh, that's there. right. You've, you've loved some of this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, cool. quite a few of them. So yeah, probably in the 40s. Do you plan on, I mean, your, your job doesn't really allow it now. Yeah, yeah, that's the bummer. So now I'm just gonna be a, I'm just gonna start rafting more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't really go back to camp. I mean, maybe I'll go back and do like preseason work, but I don't, I don't really have the time to take a trip out anymore as the athletic director. There's a lot of summer shit going on. So, wow, that was definitely a, a bummer. Yeah, it's yeah. a tra- trade off, man. Trade off, yeah. So now I gotta start experience. So because I'm only this is my now my second summer since I was 11 of experience <laughs> summer not at camp, and Colorado is a pretty cool place to do that. So yeah, I think that actually made 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 it a little bit easier to take the job realizing how fun a Colorado yeah. summer is. Um, yeah. but just different. Yeah. Do you, do you have plans this summer? Anything in the, anything in the works? Buy a truck. Oh, really? Buy a raft. Well, I have the raft. But you're, you're, you're planning on getting a truck. I got a raft. I got to tow it. Oh my gosh. I, I had no idea. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Good thing you're going to Cooch because this thing's going to be full. <laughs> Your garage is going to have a trailer oh my on gosh, it. That's with, with a 12, 12 foot high side raft. Put whatever you need, man. Or is the whole shebang. <laughs> okay. We've already got um, some life fast paddles. So thank you, Bob. Thanks for being here. Love you, man. And uh, part one. Part one. <laughs> Thanks, Zach, for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely.